The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. And we're going to be talking about real assets, physical gold, physical silver. We might get into some natural fancy color diamonds later. We'll, we'll see if we've got a little bit of time. But these are uncertain times, especially financially speaking. And you want something that's going to be durable, practical, functional, and something that stands the test of time. And, of course, that is physical gold, physical silver. So we are going to be talking from that point of view. Now, Jerry, I've always put it into sort of three categories as to the reasons why one should have physical gold and silver, and that definitely possession is where you want to have it. You want to know that you own it actually, not paper. You don't want a derivative of it. You want the actual physical product, and it's because governments and central banks around the world are devaluing currencies, which is causing inflation. So the devaluing of a currency is the number one reason to have a finite, rare asset like physical gold and silver. The other is the supply-demand element that, again, because it's a rare asset, there's a finite supply. It's in very strong demand. Paper has expanded. Debt has expanded. This is starting to collapse on itself as you're starting to see the answer to all of this is print more money. And then, so there's supply demand, and we can get into that. And then finally, you have the geopolitical issues that that come out as a result of the money printing and the debts and the devaluing of the currency, because someone's going to lose in those transactions. And we're seeing that all around the world right now, Jerry. It seems like anytime I, I log on to see what's happening around the world, you know, um, South Africa is protesting for their because of the energy and food prices. You're seeing it all across Europe. Uh, they're complaining about a turbine in, in Germany that Canada is not supplying it or Russia is blaming whoever. It's like, who's suffering? Germany. Mm-hmm. The Germans. Mm-hmm. Fix the turbine and get it to them. It doesn't matter who your enemy is. Fix it. Mm-hmm. Right? For I'm telling you, the people. people in Germany don't care. <laughs> like, for the they sake want the it fixed. Right. So for the sake of the people, this is the type of geopolitical... Uh, that's going issues that are going to arise because there's all there's going to be winners and losers when there's all this money printing and you're devaluing all around the world. So we want to stick with so just understand for anyone who's looking at precious metals or trying to understand the difference between currencies and real money is you have currencies being created out of thin air. You're constantly devaluing the value of that currency. Then you have the supply demand side of it, which is there's constantly low supply, strong demand. And we've got some articles we want to talk about in that. And then there's the geopolitical side. So those three issues, when you start to look at the world through those three issues, you will start to see that gold and silver are Uh, dare I say salvation, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they are going to be what you need during these times. Mm -hmm. And that's just it in a time where we're seeing the ramifications and the fruit of all of the money printing. You know, it was uh, Voltaire who wrote paper money eventually returns to its its intrinsic value. 
which is zero. And that is the root and the foundation of the system that was built, this monetary uh, experiment. And history just repeats itself when it comes to this monetary experiment. And people are looking for the tangible, the tangible asset, because it offers you two things. It offers the ability to maneuver. It offers the ability to have independence away from all of this financial madness. And it was uh, another quote from Rick, uh, Rick Santelli from CNBC. He once wrote, and actually said live on air, if you, excuse me, if you trade in paper, the notion of many who trade gold, if the financial world comes to an end, they're going to have the gold. If you're playing in ETFs, you're going to have a piece of paper. And no one today is looking for the piece of paper, Jeremy. It's, it's time for the run for physical assets. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. There was another famous person, uh, J.P. Morgan, who said, gold is money, everything else is credit. This is coming to fruition in the sense of we are starting to see that everything is credit. This whole system is run on credit. And in the next segment, I want to talk about what happens during a hyperinflationary event because we're already at super high levels of inflation all around the world. Raising interest rates is not fighting it. You can't fight it at 3%, at 4% if your headline inflation is 8%. Yet when you go to the grocery store and you fill up your tank of gas, even if prices have come down slightly, you're, you're well into the 15, 20% range on inflation. Mm -hmm. Any, and anybody with, uh, as, as Gregory Manorino would say, any, anybody with just a, one cell in their, in their brain can see inflation's all around and 3% isn't going to cut it. So this will become a battle of the real versus the fake, the, the real asset versus the financial assets. Mm -hmm. Now we still have to contend though, Jerry, with, the current prices, you know, uh, I would think many people are going to still look at the, there's lots of people who look at the price of gold who are initiated, who understand the value of having a physical asset. There are others who might be looking at gold and silver thinking, well, if the price was up, then I would buy it. I mean, whether they're saying it out loud or uh, consciously, the idea is if gold was rising significantly right now, that would signal to many people that there is an issue and that, that this would be the time to pick up the insurance policy. While right now, we're getting mixed signals in the market. Mm -hmm. there's, there's distortions in the market. Certain things are way too high. Other things are way too low. What do you say to someone who looks at the price and says, well, what's going on? How, why is the price so low? when it should be rocketing higher. Mm -hmm. We saw that gold and silver called the Fed's bluff last week when they changed their forward guidance. They were not going to offer any, any signal for the, for the future rate hikes. Um, and we saw gold and silver um, uh, move higher. That acted as a tailwind for gold and silver to thrust back over 1800s. Uh, silver rocketed higher. And then immediately right after they wheeled out four Fed members, four of the hawks that came out that start talking to U.S. dollar and actually provided forward guidance, even after saying they were not going to provide forward guidance, that one, <clears throat> one Fed member said, we're going to hit 4%. We're going to fight this fight with all, all of the force that we can. A lot of talk to talk. But a lot of skeptics came out as well. One of them we'll talk about in a bit. Larry Summers, former U.S. Tre uh, Treasury Secretary, called that totally delusional. Uh, try to avoid a recession, try to avoid uh, high unemployment. And if you really want to batten down inflation, go and do it. Raise the interest rates a lot higher 
six, seven, eight, 10%, go ahead and do it. You can do it, but you'll cause a crash. So they'll have to, they're, they're, they're literally trapped. And it's unfortunate when you, when you're, when we're talking about the psychology of, you know, what's going on in the prices, the prices is just that it's a psychological thing. When you have the physical asset disappearing, try to get it. The value is that asset, not the price. So when you have the gauges that we once had and we were able to trust in the gauges, the barometers of what's going on in the economy, the CPI is no more. We can't trust the CPI that tells us the rate of inflation is only 8% in Canada. How can we? Everybody knows it's a lot higher than that. It's We are closer to, if not 20%, and we're seeing the effects of that across the economy. A lot of layoffs, Jeremy. It's It's remarkable to see how willfully blind these... Uh, these the, the the economists are even some people who just won't even get an ounce of gold. It's really remarkable at this uh, this junction. You know, you brought something up uh, just a, a moment ago that they're talking the talk, but we haven't even seen any real pullbacks in the in the stock market. I mean, what what it, would it look like if there was a a crash? I mean, if there was a two thousand and eight like crash, which for for all intents and purposes, it's worse today. <laughs> there's more derivatives. There's more uh, debt in the market. Um, valuations are higher. Um, what would it look like if there was a crash? And are people prepared to deal with that crash with simply paper, with simply cash in the bank? And what would the Fed be expected to do at that point? They already went. They went from under a tr under a trillion dollars on their balance sheet in two thousand and eight. They got it up to, I think, $3 trillion, maybe $4 trillion. They tried to pay it off. They never really paid it off. They never raised interest rates. Now they're in the $9 trillion range. Mm -hmm. I mean, so what, what does the next big collapse look like? And are financial assets the, the, the higher ground? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, the, the outlook for, from all of the central banks today, Jeremy, it's... It's it's dire. Um, coming from the, the Bank of England, uh, they ra they raised rates. Uh, they're seeing. Um, you were talking about earlier a lot of unrest. People are out there, um, all complaining and crying about the, the the rising rates. Everything is going up. The affordability factor is down the drain. I saw a I saw a video the other day of you know two able-bodied people going to work, have one child. Um, they're making a lot of sacrifices even for meals. So people are really seeing the pinch and they're hurt. Uh, Australia as well are seeing, they, they saw the rate the rate hikes go up as well this week. And that central bank is, is talking about recession. You can't avoid it. Meanwhile, it's just the U.S. Fed talking that we're not going to head into recession. We can't use that word anymore. So the very, the very gauges that we once used to determine where we actually stand, if they're redefining recession, and we can't use that word anymore, that we're to call it challenges and transitions, it, it, it makes us ha make a decision. We have to decide if we're just going to believe, blindly believe that, no, we're not in a recession. They're, they're telling us that everything's A-OK, -okay, we'll have a small, soft landing. Meanwhile, you just lost your job and you can't eat your food or you have nothing to eat. Um, you know, this is, this is a time where people are just, um, are they're, getting, they're hitting the point, they're hitting their climax, and they're, 
and they're making a decision uh, for themselves. Yeah, there's going to be a point where the trust factor comes into big play. We're, in the next segment, we're going to talk about uh, stronger inflation, higher inflation, hyperinflation. What does it look like when the system starts to end? Because we are nearing the end here, and we'll talk about that in the next segment. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. You want something durable, dependable, stands the test of time. You want physical gold and silver in your portfolio. Contact us today. And remember, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, we're, we're talking about, you know, you're mentioning recession. They want to change the name as if that changes the reality of it. There's a sense that the the powers that be want to try to manipulate our, our version of reality. And yet those who can really see the writing on the wall, those who actually can see their investments going down or their investments not keeping up with the rate of inflation, that they're seeing the inflation right there in their faces. Ten years ago on the radio show, we'd say, look, inflation, they're saying it's at 2%. It's actually more like 5 or 8%. Listen, at 5%, when, at 5% inflation every year, that means every decade you're losing 50% of your purchasing power. Mm-hmm. Okay, And the government's saying it's only at 2%. Well, now it's much, much higher. And it's not just here in Canada. It's everywhere around the world. Energy prices, food prices, just cost of living going up, and it mm-hmm. starts to it starts to enter every single sphere where businesses have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta we gotta give someone a raise. Well, that means someone else might lose their job. Well, that feeds into a recession, whatever you want to call it. If you don't want to call it a recession, that's fine. People are still losing their jobs, right? You got to make sacrifices to figure out how to, how you're going to live, or you can start to think about how do I take advantage of this. How do I prepare for this so that I'm not affected the way some people can be affected by this? The system's coming to an end. This is where it's headed. The system's coming to an end. 2008 was a huge wake-up call. The banks started to get ready. Bank of International Settlements started to say, no, gold's going to be a tier one asset. You better get rid of the derivatives. They haven't gotten rid of the derivatives a little bit, but uh, still intense. And people still aren't thinking about the real assets. Now, what happens, Jerry, in a hyperinflationary event? First, first thing, do you think a hyperinflationary event could happen here in Canada? Well, we, we, can't, we can't be naive to the fact that we have seen already a G20 nation in Turkey hyperinflate. And to think that it cannot happen here be too naive for me to say no it can't happen here so it's a history does repeat itself you know ray dalio once said if you don't know um, if you don't know the gold you neither know history or economics Um, this is what happens during times of inflation and you're not tackling the inflation the right way inflation will continue to jump at you you're raising rates by a half a point 75 basis points when inflation is a roaring 17 18 percent Inflation's like an animal. It'll just keep jumping, and it'll just keep jumping until you have 
you're just looking to park your money in any asset, um, whether it be gold, silver, a stapler, a phone, anything. The, the items start running out really quickly. Prices start doubling like they did in Venezuela, you know, every 12 hours. Imagine that. Imagine prices doubling, tripling perhaps every single day. I mean, that's, in, that's something that can happen because the money that you're printing, it's not worth the money. It's not, it's not worth the paper, the paper it's not printed on. Exactly. <laughs> and the coinage, we're going to see an elimination of coinage, <clears throat> um, cash. So, and that's the problem with our money today. It's, it's, it's too digital. You've printed it out of, into oblivion. And the value is going to be found in the finite, in the scarce asset. And it's a precious metal. That is the solution because the precious word connotates that it's money. You have an escape hatch. This is your escape, and this is the opportunity that you have right now to look beyond the short term. We're not trading here. Gone are those days where you can find a quick flip <coughs> because the real, estate, the real estate sector has changed dramatically over the past two, three months. If you have, if you just sold an, an investment home, you're banking now in a Canadian dollar, your, your funds and your proceeds are sitting in cash, you better get out and into a hard asset like gold, especially in gold, having that instant liquidity. And gold is defying almost every single asset class right now. It is defying even the recessionary talk. It's back above 1800. And then as we approach September, we know at least we have the barometer of seasonality. September, October, November, that period is known historically as crash season. You don't want to say that, right? You want to redefine that season. But September, October, November, watch out for the fireworks and precious metals because it's going to get hot. Yeah, and in actual fact, I had a client that bought last week a kilo, you know, it was a large order, but his kilo bars, he'd already broken even on the kilo bar. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing. The price of gold is down and, and you've got people who are already breaking even. So it on the cost, right? Because there's right. a cost between the paper price and then the actual retail product that you're that you're buying, but the premium on a kilo bar is lower. So you, you can overcome it a bit quicker. But Jerry, you know, we were asked a, this question a couple times this week about what is the value of a dollar when when there's hyperinflation? Um, you know, I think hyperinflation is defined as something like 40% year over year, I think, as far as inflation. So we're not far off, even if they even if they want to um, fudge the numbers on it. So what is the value of stuff when the value of the dollar becomes worthless is what this comes down to. And I think to understand what something is worth in that kind of moment, <clears throat> you have to start to understand of illusion versus reality. Take, take the, take the Rogers outage a couple weeks ago. Okay. I went mm -hmm. to go get some gas. The, the gas attendant didn't even turn on the pumps. Everyone was like, is there even gas? You know, you had to kind of jump, you had to like pull your window down and say, hey, uh, you know, are they, are they pumping gas or not? And they're like, yeah, you just have to go in and pay first. But you can't go in and pay with credit card. You can't go in and pay with your, your debit card. You have to have cash. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the cash in the bank is, could be non-available. You might not be able to get to it. They, they might just shut that off or, or there's rolling blackouts or whatnot. So all of a sudden, your financial assets are not available to you. Okay, so there's cash. Well, what happens when, when a variety store owner says, 
uh, well, that cash is no good to me anymore. I mean, there, the, the world is, is littered with stories. Mm -hmm. Ty bot, uh, you know, um, uh, I mean, there's, there's tons of different, uh, yeah. uh, ones, um, Argentina, mm -hmm. you know, where you go, okay, well, the Argentina dollar is no good here. Do you have us dollars? Well, what if all of those dollars are no good? That's right. Because it's happening globally. Mm -hmm. Just as just as the collusion of all of the central banks to lower interest rates all at once, right? They've all colluded to start raising interest rates all at once. And all of a sudden, every dollar might be worthless. Mm -hmm. So then what are you left with? Right. Eventually, the, 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 some, the, the person at the store or wherever says, well, that dollar, that paper money is no good to me. What else do you have? Mm -hmm. Oh, you've got gold? I'll take that. So you have to kind of go back to your roots in yep. a way, yep. right? What happens when the society breaks down? And we're not looking for the society to break down. Of you could fix not. it in a day. You sure can. You could fix it in a day. Say, here's, okay, let's have a meeting over a weekend. What are we going to do to fix this hyperinflation? Zimbabwe said, okay, we're going to start issuing gold mm -hmm. to people so that they can protect themselves. Awesome. So we always know what the answer is. In the past, it may have been the U.S. dollar. Okay. Best, best house on the worst street, right? Cleanest shirt in the laundry, you know, best, uh, you know, horse in the glue factory, whatever you want to say. At the end of the day, it, it, it's, what is it worth? What is it backed by? Mm -hmm. Where, where's the real stuff? And during these uncertain times, don't you think we need the real stuff? And what does that look like when the real stuff you're acquiring today is incredibly undervalued? Gold in 1980 hit 850. The Dow traded at 850. That was a one to one ratio. Today, it's 17 to one. The debt in the US was 1 trillion. Gold hit 850. Today, it's 31 trillion. That would put gold at $26,000 an ounce. Well, if the Dow's trading at 31,000 right now and fell to 26, that's a one to one. Mm -hmm. That's a one to, to that's 850 to 1 trillion again. Mm -hmm. What's the value of gold, right? People don't understand the value of money. You go, what's the value of a dollar, Jerry? What do they? What do most people say? One point three with the rate of exchange with the U.S. It, okay, so uh, we're two ships on an ocean on a cloudy night, and I only know where we are in relative, in relation to the other ship that I'm tied to. <laughs> That's right. That's it. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Meanwhile, they're both going down. There you One go. Quicker than the other. It's, it's just and it's just that it's a, this is what is so special another thing that is so special about gold and silver it, it has that millennial record as a store of value measured in ounces not in fiat currencies that have the intrinsic value of zero when this reset occurs when the default starts start to happen the writing is on the wall for defaults it's a matter of if you're taking the decision now or you're going to wait for the default because it happens instantly. And when it does, do you have what it takes? That store of value because when that fiat <clears throat> currency is no longer accepted, where is your store of value? Where is your physical asset? Where is that precious metal? Gold and silver represent money, represents money for thousands of years. It has that intrinsic value. It's always been measured. Whether you look at any religious text, gold has always had that eter et eternal value. 
And that is the measurement where many secular economists cannot define this intrinsic value. Well, that's what it is. That is the staple for what makes gold and silver an asset that stands the test of time. And you know, it's, we can get nervous about the transition, Jeremy, of how this thing will look. We don't know. You know, we're so caught up in the, the you know, I want it now type of mentality. But I think the smoothest transition you'll see economically and monetarily will be your gold and silver on the street. Yeah, I had a, a conversation with a client um, who is living out of country. We're talking about storage in Brinks and, you know, what would that look like? And and the conversation had to be moved towards the understanding that a vault storage is outside of the financial system. If the lights went out, if there was no – and. Uh, ironically, there's there's rolling blackouts where she is, um, so it's just a part of life. You know, uh, it happened a, a couple of weeks ago, and people lost their minds. But the fact is, is that the lights go out, the product's still in the vault. the 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 number one priority of Brinks is to physically secure and ensure and protect that product on behalf of the client. That's it. Does that mean that if the lights go out, it disappears? No. Does that mean when the lights go back on, it disappeared? No, it's always, it's there. And the client can go there and personally hold it. So if, you know, the idea, if you can't hold it, you don't own it. The idea is this is physically there, it's allocated, it's segregated, the client always retains ownership. But with with uh, the grid and what's happening with the grid, and believe me, you keep buying your Teslas, mm -hmm. which is like having 12 refrigerators in your house the grid will go down. Mm -hmm. This is what this is where it's going to go. It's going to be a normal form of life if you keep buying these electric vehicles without the grid being actually ready for it unless there's free energy unless that happens. <laughs> so, you know, listen, is is the money in the the digital money in the bank safe in that regard? I don't know. Is the is the cryptocurrencies in your in your crypto wallet online safe in those in, situations? I don't know, but what I do know is gold is virtually indestructible and it's been around for a millennia and it will always be here and it will always be considered money because it's rare, mm -hmm. because it's malleable, because it's a store of value, because people have used it. It's nature's money. It always has been, always will be. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. Have it in your RSP, fully allocated, segregated. Buy a little bit. Go to the e-store, guildhallpreciousmetals.com. This is the time you need to start preparing now. You don't want to wait. You know, when did Noah build the ark before the rain? You don't wait to then try to figure it out. You don't, you know, wait till the house is on fire to get insurance. You've got to be prepared early. It just takes a phone call just to learn a little bit more. Go to our website, guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. So far in the show, we've covered a lot about the inflation side of this, the, the devaluation of the currency. And one of the ways to, to battle that and to, to beat it is to have something that is negatively correlated to that currency, that is virtually indestructible, that is durable and dependable, and that's physical gold and silver. Now let's turn our, our attention, Jerry, to the supply demand aspect of the physical gold and silver market. 
there was an update this week on the London Bullion Market Association in terms of now I've heard about this. I've, I've heard that the inventories on these exchanges are at all time lows. I heard one, I think it may have been LBMA, they were saying that the inventory is at its lowest levels this century. They haven't seen it this low. What is going on? No, this is a this is a steady decline. Yeah, the, the LBMA was uh, literally panicking just as this price of silver started to rally this week. Um, silver uh, touched the critical twenty dollar per troy ounce level, and yep, the silver vo the silver vault stocks have fallen again to a six year low this June, at about nine hundred and ninety seven million troy ounces of silver, a sharp fifteen point five percent fall from last June. Uh, inventories were about 1.18 billion troy ounces. Um, this is a result of taking deliveries of, of the inventories. So when you have the derivatives in your hand and a promise for delivery, you can exercise that right. And this is what's happening. When you have the paper derivatives or the unallocated gold and silver contracts being disvalued, from your balance sheets, if you once were able to have this paper value showing up on your balance sheet to make your company look good, well, those are now worthless. You now have to pull in that, pull in those ounces, and 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 drive up your inventory to make up that loss. So this is a huge move. Uh, you know where is this coming from? You have huge demand coming from the industrial sector. Um, the photovoltaics, for example, uh, silver is used in almost every industry, touchscreens, and you have the, the push towards uh, a greener economy. Companies are begging for deliveries now more than ever before. And so you have investors and commercials moving in tandem towards taking physical deliveries. And we're going to see the spike very soon. But okay, so how does that play into the whole, you know, supply chain issues? You know, if if you've got a slowdown in the economy and supply chain issues, you would think, okay, well, they can't produce as many things, so therefore, you don't need as much silver. So then, shouldn't the supplies be rising? Shouldn't the inventories be going up? <laughs> but they're going down. So. Now, you could say, well, if the inventories were going up, then it would make sense if the price was going down. But you've got inventories going down, industry needing it in a, in a recession where the industry would supposedly not be needing it. So why? how is it that the price is down the, and the stocks piles keep going lower? It's the same scenario as the inflation. It's the CPI data is 8%. No, it's not. It's a lot higher than that. And it's the same barometers that we're using to to gauge value and to gauge supply and demand and to gauge real world movements economically, we're not being told the right, we're not being fed the right information, Jeremy. So the spot price is just the price that you can buy a piece of paper, an IOU that can default. And when that default <clears throat> happens, when the exchange cannot deliver on their contracts, the default happens. And then you have that type of ice nine event you know, where you can't get access to your product, your money, um, you can't get out enough, fast enough. And he who has the gold makes the rules. You can now convert into whatever currency that you need to be converted into. But ultimately, it's a safe haven, a store of value. When things are getting hotter and as far as inflation goes, you want to ensure now that you have the physical asset. Look, the copper inventories have been falling. Um, 
I read somewhere in China, $4 billion of copper inventories went missing, poof. Well, these things are in high demand. They know where the value is. Silver ha is probably the most, I call it the, the Achilles heel to the financial world. If you can go back in history, we've seen um, the Hunt brothers, they knew what they were doing. They knew the importance of silver. We've had movies uh, based on the importance of silver. Silver is one of the most exciting markets to be well, involved. And the biggest, the biggest issue that they ran into is they started off with physical, with physical, and then they went into the derivatives. And then they're, they're, you know, they were billionaires on paper, but they couldn't fulfill their calls when the price started going down, and that created a problem. Now you could go into some, some, you know, down a rabbit hole and say how did they they start getting the price to go down, um, and those sorts of things, but. Um, certainly they, they didn't have the collateral and if they would have just stuck with the physical metal, then, um, maybe they would have been able to, um, you know, make, continue to make a lot of money in that market. <clears throat> yeah. So if we look at this breakdown from the LBMA out of this, uh, out of the demand, a large proportion is held by family offices. So, you know, firms just acquiring silver, look at Palantir acquiring $50 million worth of bullion bars. We had the large investor coming out of Texas last week, two weeks ago, 50 million looking to get in another. It's funny round. that you brought up Palantir because their job is literally to help predict what's going to happen next, right? That's like what their software does. It's what the company does. And they're, ver and, and they're, it's like, so what are you doing with your money? Well, we're putting it in the gold. Exactly. <laughs> so. These are the new barometers that we as investors have to see where the real money is going, where the smart money is going, the real smart money. These guys are, um, you know, they're in, they're in, um, like, they were working, they were hired by the Secret Service, I believe, or the CIA at one point. Um, and we're also seeing high net worth individuals, investment institutions, which, which is all reducing the amount of actual silver available for sale. Um, this leads to silver squeezes, uh, such as the one in February 2021, when ETFs accounted for about 85% of the total silver stored in the LBMA vaults. People are rushing towards the physical, taking delivery, and you know, anything that had to do with the silver, any derivative of the silver is going to go up in smoke. And and what's it going to, you know, you're seeing bigger money coming into the market. You're seeing the inventories draw down. What's it going to look like when the regular day-to-day -day person decides that they want to get into the market? The biggest question they're going to have is, are, is it, will it be available to them at that point? So you want to get in before that rush. You want to be prepared. And if you've never purchased precious metals, then you know think about getting up to a 15% allocation so that you're properly diversified and have something that's negatively correlated to the dollar. I'm not an advisor, but that comes from the Abits and Associates um, article that they put out about a decade ago. So get some physical precious metals in your portfolio, the number 18778 silver, or you can go to the website guildhallpreciousmetals.com. That's our e-store where you could pick up, you know, a few ounces of gold, tube of maples, even a hundred ounce bar of silver if you if you'd like to have a nice doorstop. Uh, but it's a great way to get a feel for the market. Understand that these are real things. These are tamper proof. This is this is a way to protect yourself against the ravages of inflation and what could potentially be happening as the fallout from that uh, we start to come into view. 
the number one eight seven seven eight silver it's the real money show on am640 and we'll be right back you're listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 toronto welcome back to the real money show the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com so jerry i think we've We've uh, discussed the inflation side of things. We've discussed the uh, inventory side of things as well. And a a little bit of the geopolitical in the sense of anything could happen. Lights could go out. There could be some chaos. Um, We're definitely seeing riots all over the world. We're seeing people push back against their governments. And the hyperinflation is how it ends. Because people lose their jobs and those in power lose their jobs. And maybe that's why there's this rush between the World Economic Forum, let's try to, let's try to um, get people in line, let's try to get them into digital currencies, let's try to tell them we want to improve the world, but what we actually want to do is enslave people. Um, you know, it's, it, the, the cash thing is amazing to me. You know, I saw in Israel, they're only letting people spend $1,700 in cash. I mean, That's insane. Uh, they, they cut that off in Germany, too. It was down to like $5,000 transactions. So how, how long is that going to be before that lands on our shores, too, where they say, you know what, we're going to, because we have to fight the criminal element and we want <laughs> to make sure that people aren't uh, funneling money, da-da-da, we, we, we have to cut down on the amount of cash, meaning if you've got cash at home, you better put it in the bank. You better put those assets in the bank, mm-hmm. right? And how safe how safe are, are the banks, right? It's going to be a question. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You, the insurance is up to 100000 right? What if there are bank holidays? It could happen. It and has During happened. COVID, mm-hmm. they, shut, they shut down branches, right? If there's an internet thing, you, that's it. You can't get, can't get access. So there are some things out there that worry me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you're prepared and you've got some physical gold and silver, then, then you'll be okay. Another asset that one could consider is a natural fancy colored diamond. Mm-hmm. These things are beautiful. They're extremely rare. They're concentrated wealth. They're generational wealth. And in a world where, where stuff will be important again, and I think we're starting to see that with the crypto uh, collapse recently. Um, I think, you know, as far as the gold and silver pullback, it kind of excites me a little bit because I know what happens next. Mm-hmm. I know that when the market pulls back like this, something's about to rip higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be the gold and silver market because certain entities like the banks are getting onto the right side of the trade. And if you're going to get into a new system, you're going to have to revalue gold. Where does that revaluation go? Right. So what what are your thoughts on on other assets outside of precious metals? Well, a natural fancy color diamond is just that asset that will offer the negative correlations that precious metals historically do offer. It's a physical, tangible asset. And I love the fact that it is concentrated wealth. And and to boot, it is beautiful. I love the, the opportunity. If we ever find any downtime here at the office, I love, you know, picking up maybe, uh, you know, the, the two carat and uh, the, the 
you know, the princess and just pick that up and just view that in the loop or in the new digital microscope that we have here. So if you ever want to have a look, a diamond discovery session, while you can pick up some gold and silver, ask us to show you what a natural fancy color diamond is all about. What makes it rare? How rare is rare? And we can walk you through the the um, the rarity report from the, um, the the fancy color research foundation find out how many of these diamonds come out in the mar come out of uh, come come out to market every year and you'll, you'll be surprised that you know maybe eight of made eight of these type of diamonds come out or fewer so we do have some uh, very rare stones that we are proud to own the 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 argyle the tender stone is another um, a, a diamond that just blows my mind and just to have that rare asset in a portfolio the rarity is the key because this is something that is a one-of-a-kind asset yeah and I think one of the headwinds on natural fancy colored diamonds over the last couple of years was really we were at the peak of uh, of the um, irrational exuberance if you will of people just continuing to buy stocks that maybe aren't actually producing anything right uh, in terms of in terms of real value uh, people jumping into cryptos well what is a crypto really worth at the end of the day right mm -hmm. um, what's backing it is it backed is it just an IO is it just well as long as we agree it's worth something you know so there's a lot of questions in that versus uh, a physical asset where you can say yes I know exactly how many there are I know that this one's uh, different than this one or you know with colored diamonds the, the, the stronger the color the more rare it is it's it's easy to understand the valuations in that market and then you get into the idea of generational wealth a lot of people think generational wealth might be tens of millions of dollars if you can achieve tens of millions of dollars you've got generational wealth right. well it doesn't have to be that way you could have a, a natural fancy colored diamond that you acquire for let's say thirty thirty five thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars and that's it. The, you, you hand that to the next generation and you hope they don't have to sell it. And it just becomes something that you continue to pass down and just continues to rise in value. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing is wrong. You know, you know who does that a lot? Jennifer Lopez. She's got, she's got the pink diamond from Ben Affleck the first time around. <laughs> the first time. Then yeah. she got a blue diamond from Mark Anthony. Then she's got the green. Like she's got the full rainbow of natural wow. fancy color diamonds and the, the value of those things just uh, have gone extreme. Now they're large. So the, the larger the investment, the, the bigger the gains, but nonetheless, it doesn't take away from, from those that you could acquire at a more economical level. So I think what we're, what we're trying to say and kind of wrap it up here is that at the end of the day, we're, we're moving through this system that's at the end exter's pyramid an inverted pyramid where gold is the peak and silver is the tip of this inverted pyramid of debt and derivative and things that don't really have any value that you can see it's closing in on itself and hard assets are going to be what save you because they're reliable and dependable and it is real money so you need to think about real assets at this time as a way to protect your wealth of what you what anybody can clearly see out there give us a call the number is one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com you can check out the the metals you can check out the different ways to get involved like holding physical gold in an rsp 
taking direct delivery, looking at some natural fancy color diamonds, which are not held in RSPs. And we just want to congratulate everyone who's been getting involved lately, all of the new friends, all of the new relationships. Thank you to all the listeners to join us this week, and we can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.